listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And we are here for a special, monumental, insanely big episode today. And it's mainly just because of the film that we're reviewing. It's our bonus episode covering Avengers Infinity War. We are so excited to get right down to it. As always, we want to remind you, follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. Like us on Facebook. Search the Screeners Podcast. You know how to do these things. I don't need to walk you through it. Just do it and join in the conversation with us because we love to hear from you guys. All right. Before I dive into our review, we have a special guest with us tonight, uh, co-host of the Next Trek podcast and my brother brother tyler howitt is here joining us tyler thanks for being here it's good to be here hey tyler of those two things being daniel's brother or the co-host of the next trek podcast which one of those things makes you happier uh, <laughs> he knows the answer uh, i mean i mean i i would i would not be able to spend the time with chris that i get to spend right you know? but that's of right. course i wouldn't know chris if not for daniel that's you true would be an impossible, paradox. impossible situation yeah <laughs> Good answer. I was getting ready to kick you off the podcast <laughs> real quick. You know, honestly, honestly, when you were introing the the movie, you said we have a big, huge. And I, I thought, know, I thought it was because we me, had Tyler. Whatever. That's yeah. Uh, no, definitely not. That's, no. Oh, okay. Oh. No, definitely not that. Although there is going to be some monumental disagreement, I think, about some parts of this. So. Well, yes. let's find out. Let's dive right into our review of Avengers: Infinity War. There was an idea. To bring together a group of remarkable people. To see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. All right, guys, let's get right into our review of Avengers Infinity War, the IMDb. You know what? It's all redacted anyway. Everything spoils <laughs> spoilers on this film. I feel like what we should do is we should just go ahead and give our super short thoughts, you know, overall, whether we'd recommend this movie and then we dump and j- jump straight into spoilers simply because I think so many people are going to, you know, get on the spoiler bandwagon and say we ruined the movie for them. So uh, let's just go ahead and give our general thoughts Real quick up front, and then we'll hop right into spoilers. So, Daniel, what did you think of Avengers Infinity War? What did I think? Uh, I what think did you think of it? It is a gigantic film. It's, it's a, a grand scale that we haven't seen in the MCU before. It, it, it's so much to behold just because of the sheer scale of the movie. It spans the far reaches of space. It's got so many amazing character moments that um, really this movie is is fantastic and it's hard to hate. Um, I have complaints that we're going to get to later, but overall, this just, it does such a great job, a very surprising job at balancing the sheer scale of it all, balancing these literally dozens of characters that we know and love. Um, and, and it has great, great character moments with each of them, great humor. Uh, even though this is a very dark film, it's dark, it's Shakespearean, but it manages it all with surprising amount of care. And and overall, it's just a fantastic film. Thanos makes for an incredible villain, far better than I thought he would. They've been teasing him for, you know, what, five plus years. And, and he really makes for an incredible villain. Not only is he insanely powerful, but he's written here with genuine depth. And you really understand his perspective and understand his motivations as a character. Um, He's easily one of the best villains that Marvel has had, and so that's fantastic. Uh, So overall, this movie is really great, and it's all topped off with an incredible third act. Um, So I have some big, big complaints. I really do have a few large complaints with this movie, but we really can't talk about them until we get into spoilers. So I will withhold them till there. So overall, it's very good, but my my complaints are pretty big, so we'll, we'll get to those in spoilers. 
Got it. All right, Chad, what are your general thoughts on Avengers Infinity War? Very much like Daniel, my general thoughts are the movie is good. Unfortunately, not great for me. I had hoped that this movie would be great with the Russo brothers directing and the ability to bring all of this together to finally get to see Thanos in action. I think they do pay off a lot of the potential, but without going into spoilers, obviously this will be the theme here. I can't really talk about my major problems with it because essentially my major issue with the movie is just how the movie is constructed and where it sits in this universe and what that means. And so when we get into spoilers, I'll I'll unpack that a little bit. But overall... It is very funny. Um, it is very serious at times. It is. It has some dark themes that are explored. It has great character moments, great pairings of characters that we haven't seen together, which gives the opportunity for great comedic riffs and complementary powers in the action, which is always exciting to see, especially for the first time. It's a little long, uh, and when we can t- when we can talk about why I feel like it feels long, I think that'll make more sense because it seems counterintuitive to say that I I was ready for it to end because the last act, I agree with Daniel, is so great and thrilling and visceral and just fun, but what precedes that, the 45 minutes that precedes that for me is is problematic, but overall, I'm just going to say, I think this movie is really good, it's not great, Um, and I'll just have to leave it at that. Got it. Okay, uh, Tyler, what episode of Star Trek did this most uh, remind you of? <laughs> well, actually, it felt I like know. the best of both worlds. I'm not going to lie. We, we're sitting there, at the, and, and the way that it ends is, uh, well, we'll have to talk about the ending, I guess, a little bit later. But it is, uh, man, I loved, I, I actually love this movie. I, I'm going to slightly disagree, I think, with Chad, and I do say that it is great. It, it, Daniel stole my word, so I've been scrambling for another one. I, it is Shakespearean. It's operatic. It's it's truly epic in the real sense of the word, um, cosmically epic. It is dealing with deep themes that are, um, that have been, that have been built up and constructed so well over the last 18 movies um, really, you know, so masterfully paid off in, in so many different ways. It's heavy, but the, the heaviness is really tempered with humor. It's, 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 there's, I guess my, I have, I have some small complaints, but, but I don't have the, the big complaints that I think these guys are getting to, um, are not complaints that I share. And I think in the end, truly it is this it's a wonderful turning point in the universe that we've um that we've come to know and love i know some people have marvel fatigue but i i'm not one of them and i i'm so excited to see where the series goes from here okay yes um so let me just give my general thoughts and then we will dive into spoils like we said before here's uh my thought um this movie is a crowd pleaser i saw this um i guess like a, a afternoon showing on saturday and you know it is an incredible movie to see with a packed house imax 3d uh, great visuals and sound. It is just, it is an amazingly crowd-pleasing popcorn movie. And, uh, you know, there are just so many amazing moments that as a comic book fan, as a fan of the MCU so far, it is so great to see, you know, all these characters that we are familiar with that have kind of, we've grown with over the last 10 years culminate into this um, this this huge adventure. Uh, so for the most part, I, I really had a great time with this movie. It is, it is one of the best kind of, um, uh, turn your brain off popcorn flicks that has been around in a long time. But the problem I have with it is that it, it didn't rise above that for me. There is very little, if any at all character development in this movie. Um, in fact, I would say there is none. The only character that is developed in this movie is Thanos. Um, and, uh, everything else is more of just action set piece to action set piece and very little of it 
um, really changes anyone until the kind of final moments. And that's just unfortunate. I feel like, again, you know, you can't, you can only do so much with these many characters and, and for what they had and what they were expected to do. I think they, they pulled it off. It's kind of a magic trick. that They pulled it off, but there's not really much more there. And, you know, the, the thing that I think I am most excited about is not necessarily seeing this movie again, but seeing how it concludes. And I really feel like Marvel has done a disservice to themselves because there's no way that Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to live up to this. I think that's going to be a huge disappointment. Uh, and Captain Marvel obviously will kind of give us, uh, you know, some some maybe that's taking place in the 90s. So it's a prequel as well. Both of those films are coming out before the sequel to this. And boy, I just feel like maybe they shouldn't do that. And I feel like maybe perhaps that it's just not going to. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, maybe it'll turn out to be amazing. But this movie is so uh, top of the the crescendo, you know, defining moment that anything that comes after this that is not directly tied in is going to feel really kind of like a letdown to me. So that's the way I came across is I feel like there's very little character development, some amazing action set pieces. It's a magic trick that no one else has been able to pull off. It really is a blast, a great crowd pleaser, but it doesn't really rise above the level of that film, unfortunately. So let's just give our basic um, rating system that we use here on the screeners. And that is, should you see this in the theater? Uh, Should you stream it? Or should you rent it? Should you stream it? Or uh, should you just skip it all together? So uh, let's see here. Daniel, what do you say? Uh, what, what should you do with this film? Chris, this movie made $250 million domestic in its opening weekend. <laughs> biggest, so stupid. Biggest opening weekend of all time. Uh, yeah. Biggest global opening weekend of all time with over, I believe it's $630 million, And that's without China, which it doesn't open for like two or three more weeks. Everyone's already seen this movie, unless you don't like Marvel, in which you shouldn't see this movie. So, uh, <laughs> so my, the rating system is a little pointless, but just for the sake of continuity, uh, of course, this is the type of movie you need to see in theaters. It's big, it's grand, and it's really fun. It's it's a really good movie, despite the the, the problems that I have with it, which we'll get into. Um, it's absolutely worth seeing in the theaters because it's just so big. It'll be worth it. All right, Chad. Yeah, so on my scale, this is, is it theater worthy? Absolutely it is. My my problems with this movie are different than yours, Chris. Uh, I think the character development that you're looking for has happened in the previous 18 movies. And so that's just the new normal of how Agreed. Marvel works. And so I don't imagine there are a lot of people that are coming to this having watched none of the previous films, although that's certainly possible. So uh, for me, the scale is, is it worth seeing in the theater just as a standalone film? And my answer to that is, yes, it is. I didn't love this movie, but it has a lot of great moments, a lot of wonderful action. And I think it's absolutely worth seeing in the theater. All right, Tyler. Well, yeah, just echoing to both Daniel and Chad, this is... This is a movie you have to see in theaters. Come on. And uh, also, like Daniel said, everybody has already seen this, so do yourself a favor. See it again. Uh, (laughs) I haven't yet. I haven't seen it a second time, so I'm looking forward to seeing it this week and just digging past the the initial spectacle and digging deep. So so do that. Do yourself a favor and, and really dig into this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. See this movie in the theater. See it with a huge crowd of people. You know, you've already seen it. So, you know, there it is. I mean, everyone has seen this movie. So go off and and do that because I think you'll definitely uh, enjoy the ride. You know, I can't wait to have this discussion with you, Chad, because I feel like we've had this discussion before where we say a film should stand on its own and not have to be fully dependent on others that have come before it. Um, So that's just we'll we'll, we'll chat about it. I can't wait to, uh, to hear what our thoughts are. So let's dive right in to spoilers for Infinity War. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You wanna know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. 
Then I woke up. Okay, guys, what are we going to talk about? What is uh, what's on our minds? Let me let me kick things off here. the The biggest problem that I have with this movie is that yes, this movie has a, a lot of balls for ending the movie that the way they did. They they ended it with Thanos completely winning, and it's a total cliffhanger. Just the movie just ends with Thanos smiling, having won, and that's that's a really fantastic ending. And we'll we'll dive more into that, but. My, my biggest problem is that I'm genuinely pissed at this movie uh, for not having the balls to actually kill anyone we care about. None. I, I am, I'm blown away that they couldn't kill anybody other than Loki, Gamora, and Vision. And Heimdall. Nobody cares about Heimdall. What? I care about Heimdall. Literally, nobody <laughs> cares. It's, it's, he's literally a pointless character played by an amazing actor for no reason whatsoever. So that's my biggest complaint with this movie. There, there's a moment here where uh, Thanos stabs Iron Man, and that's a powerful moment. And I was like, oh, crap. And it's, it, I was getting starting to get emotional, and then he's fine. He's just fine. And, and that was the moment that really ticked me off because I was like, are you serious? You can't actually kill anyone that we care about. You're only going to kill off little minor characters that we're not going to miss. So that really ticked That's me interesting. off. That's so, interesting. So so your, your theory then is that uh, everyone who turned into dust is coming back and those Come who on. didn't. They of are. Of course. Of course. They are. But no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I know, I know. But those who didn't are, are dead, is what uh, you're saying. You're I saying mean, any- no, not necessarily. Even Gamora. I think Loki's definitely dead because they said it like three times. Uh, but Gamora could definitely come back for sure. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing too. That This is this is the main the main issue that I had is this the MacGuffin of this thing is in the title, right? This Infinity Gauntlet, right? Has the ability to turn back time. And obviously, you know, they're not killing Black Panther because, you know, he makes way too much money at the box office. Spider-Man, all those folks are not dead. There's no way we already know that there's movies coming out unless they're prequels and they're, you know, you know, but here, here's, here's the problem that I have is that if they don't go back and like stop World War II, then they're jerks. Like, I don't know why they, they, you know what I mean? Like, so where does that stop? Like, once you introduce this kind of thing, for me, it, 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 it became so much less interesting. And of course, they showed it off by him being able to reverse and take the thing out of Vision's forehead, right? And so we saw that moment. We know that moment's coming back so that they can, you know, reverse everything and bring it back to this moment and defeat Thanos in this moment. But that's problematic. It just seems so strange that if that's the case, they're going to have to rewind it further and bring back all their other friends and stop Bucky from ever becoming the uh, uh, whatever the he's Winter called. Soldier. The Winter Soldier. So, like, I just don't understand, like, why why they did it this way. This just seems well, so you're describing a problem tropey. with any time traveling right? movie. Exa- so exactly. So why well. do it? Why do it here? Because we all know at the end of this movie – if you're not a kid, you know what's happening next. It's not it's not a surprise. There's nothing surprising about what's going to happen in the next film. Does anybody disagree that these people are coming back or do we think everybody that disappeared is dead for good? No, they're coming back. I uh, although I think my my problem is less of is less of that. Although I do agree, Daniel, I I really do wish that um that one one I I went in expecting um, Captain America and Iron Man to die, um, just they've you know they've both given their hints that oh they're done pretty much with the franchise so so there's that maybe that's why they didn't you know maybe they maybe they really thought they were being unexpected here or something they didn't like even that. fake die and turn into dust right. they didn't even do that I know. Well, but I think that's even. I wonder if that's even why. If it's if it's like, well, you thought they were gonna die. We're not even giving you that. I would expect that in the next one they they do. And I, and ho- you know maybe I'm just holding out hope and and that's all vain. But my my issue is less of is less of um, who died or who didn't die in this one. It's it's now we know we know through Captain uh, through Captain Marvel and and we're gonna have time travel. We're gonna have all these other things. Um, it's how are they gonna wrap this up? That's more of the issue for me. It, it, that's why I have. I, that's why I have less of a problem with the ending of it because it's way less about the ending of this ending. This is one. It is one movie. It's a part one and a part two. It's got how are they gonna wrap it up? Yeah. So for me, and, and I think I'm gonna go a little bit uh, down where you're sort of uh, insinuating there, Tyler. Is this movie for me? The ending was just another, another. You know, it ended, and and I was already kind of checked out on the emotional stakes level. And what I mean by that is, 
the problem with this movie, and and as someone who has, I think Chris, you read you read comics as as a kid as well, but as yep. someone who collected comics for literally you know two decades, the problem with comics is that even in short runs and things like that, the whole point of a comic is getting you to buy the next comic. And so what what my biggest issue with this movie was that if taken as a standalone, it just can't support the weight of what it's trying to do at two and a half hours. You could literally feel 30 minutes of this movie. It opens really strong, great action that you have the construct of Thanos and the minions of Thanos now going after the stones, which the minions and the quote unquote children of Thanos gives us a nice kind of framework for creatures to fight before Thanos actually gets into the fight. You know, all that sets up really nicely. And then it hits like a 30 or 40 minute span where it is exposition upon exposition just to let everybody know what can happen and the stakes of what should happen. And as you get to the hour and 45 minute, two hour mark, you realize that this movie is not obviously going to be able to advance where it needs to. And we all know this is a part one and part two, but that's my biggest problem is that this movie, as good as it was, as good as the action was, and as as ballsy as the ending was, I think that the movie is not great for me because it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like a setup for yeah. the next movie. It's and like so a transition. It is. Yeah. And so the Marvel has now become... And that's why I think some of the earlier Marvel films are, are really great because we were getting introduced to these characters. And, of course, new things were coming down the road, but this is the convergence of the Avengers. And instead of it feeling like the Avengers movie, because there's a way that you make this movie and half of the people die and it feels like its own story. But to me, it really didn't because there's such a large amount of this film is spent on setting up payoffs for the next film. And so that's yeah, that's for why, sure. for me, I couldn't love it because I felt like I'm just watching part one, and when I watch part two, hopefully this will pay off. And so that was my biggest disappointment. And then the way that they killed people at the end really was just the cherry on top of my disappointment in that regard because, of course, they're not really dead. We already have announced sequels for Black Panther and, uh, you know, Spider-Man and all these other characters. So that, for me, I wanted to feel like I see all these people on Facebook that are probably not as dialed into what's coming out, you know, later down the road saying, Infinity Wars, oh my God, mind blown, I can't believe it. And and I just want to say, don't, you don't know they're not dead, you know, and so it's just it's just disappointing for me that I couldn't feel the weight that they wanted me to feel because it's just not it's not the thing. Surely everyone knows yeah. they're not dead. Is there anyone any any adult that walks out of that theater thinking, oh, they killed Spider-Man? Right. Yeah, I don't think anybody does think that. No. And no. that's that's why, like, that's that's the thing. This movie, I really did enjoy it. I don't want to come down too hard on it because it really is enjoyable, <laughs> but. Um, I agree. Uh, it, it was more enjoyable than having any actual real emotional stakes because, I mean, the most emotional moment is is probably when Gamora dies. But even so, she could come back. And furthermore, I don't give a crap that that much about Gamora. She like out, out of the whole list of the dozens of characters that are in this movie, she's very far down on the list of people that I would care if they were for real dead. And so it's just. I can't, I just can't I'm not that invested in this. If Iron Man died, Captain America, these characters that we've seen for you know almost 10 years, that is big and it shows that that people can die in this universe, like people that we really care about. Um, and so that would just that would just really impress me and I, I'm very disappointed that, that didn't happen. Well and yet this is still a comic universe and, and like like Chad was saying, I don't I basically anytime somebody dies in a comic book, I'm just like, well, whether we see the body or not, it doesn't matter. They're coming back in in however many however many issues. But that wouldn't be the case here. If Agreed. if Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man dies, he's gonna be dead, and and that's that's what I had hoped for. Yeah, sure. and that's what was so disappointing with that speech is Thanos. I mean, the screenwriters gave you the speech, the "I respect you," oh, right? It was, it was just like, okay, game over. And you're right. I started to get a little choked up, and then yes. no, he's okay. Come on, yep. man. And so I, I just watched it a second time today, and there's so because I know the outcome, literally zero emotion. His speech is meaningless because it, he's not actually dying. So it's just it's just all it, it really they screwed themselves by by not having any real emotional stakes. 
I mm. see that's and I, I still go back to that. It's this you you guys are correct. It, it, this is set up for next for what comes next, and that is way more the payoff. You go into one of these movies and you're thinking I, the word I used was epic. If we're thinking back to, to Greek tragedy and, or Greek, um, um, theater, there's, there's especially something that's this huge. You're there's the, there's a payoff that has to come, but it only can come through all of this, this crazy, um, this crazy darkness. And, and this is the midpoint climax where it looks as though everything is lost. This is in the Iliad, and I know I'm I'm the nerd here who's quoting Iliad, but there's in the Iliad there's this horrible horrible climax toward the end, and it looks like everything is lost and something is going to to come through. So I don't know, and and I'm again I'm the guy quoting the Greek Greek literature here, but I that doesn't bother me. It's yeah. Now how are they going to resolve it? The problem though is the Iliad is a single well, and the Iliad's a single work, and this is not. Right. And so I don't have to come back for Iliad part two to get that payoff. That's true. But this is it's two parts of one story. Right. No, no, I get it. But that doesn't bug me. I get it. I get it. But the but that's the problem is that cinema, in my opinion. Right. And it should stand alone. It's like what Chris was mentioning earlier. I ought to be able to pick up even a part one, part two, part three, whatever ought to be a standalone and when a movie and the movies start to become literal setups for the next thing there will never be an ending it will always be the next yeah. thing that's true. and this that's is the problem this, this is the epitome of that and that's why i said i have the biggest problem that's why there's no character development there's literally no no one goes through any kind of uh, a, a trial it literally is just uh, we're we're gonna get these characters from point A to point B, so you can see this au- awesome action set piece. And then at the end, there's gonna be this moment that you're gonna not believe, and all of it is fantastic. And I mean, on like a level of that we've never seen before, and it really is a spectacle. But it's not much more than that, and that's what disappointed me so much about it. Is at the end of it, it felt like, okay, I do want to see what's next, but I know on a on a, a very literal level, what is going to happen? You know what I mean? Like I understand that these characters are not dead. So that, that was my biggest issue here is, is that it felt like the stakes really didn't pay off. Of course we saw Thanos win quote unquote, but the only way that that is really impactful is if in infinity war part two, they stay that way. And then we're really shocked. Like, Oh my gosh, you mean we actually did lose all these people and they were just the, 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 the movies that they've announced aren't actually coming out. They're different movies. Now that would now be, that would be insane. That's true. That would be awesome. I would tip my cap to you, Marvel, if you did that, but that's not, and that they're not going to not they, happen. They yeah. won't do that. <laughs> well, but that's, that's my point is that they won't, that won't happen. And that's the only way that the ending has any bite. But we are going to get, you know, I, I imagine something like, I, I agree with Daniel. Now the, the, the thing that I really, really agree with is that they, they, completely missed their opportunity with Iron Man's death. Because, uh, I, again, I went in going, like, oh, somebody's going to die. Because somebody, I think, does have to die. I mean, at, at your midpoint climax in a in a, a five-act or a three-act structure, this is what happens. Um, we get, but at the same time, in Empire Strikes Back, we get Han Solo chucked in the, the carbonite, and we know that they are going to rescue him later on. Yeah, but we didn't have 18 films building up. Uh, uh, to this to this point with with Empire Strikes Back, it's true. we have seen Iron we have seen Iron Man in what eight films, Something like seven that. seven films, um, and we know his his time is coming to an end, a natural end. It could have been so natural, um, and they missed it. And I feel like honestly, this is like the third natural end that they've missed for Iron Man specifically. And so it's just I'm if none of our major characters can die in this franchise. Uh, then I am just going to totally check out because fun action is great and there's tons of it here. But if you can't show me that somebody can, somebody we care about can actually die, I, I'm just, I'm not as emotionally invested. All right. I think we're beating a dead horse at this point. We've, we've kind of been making this point for the last several minutes. So let's just go ahead and move on. Uh, is there any other criticisms that you want to talk about before we move into the stuff that we liked? Because obviously I think all of us are really positive about this movie, but we're just kind of jumping into the negative right here at the beginning. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to kind of highlight before we moved on to some more of the, the positive points of the film? Sure. So one minor criticism that I had was I actually, um, I really enjoyed seeing the Gamora little girl scene and yeah. how that set up and the missed opportunity there that I thought was what was intriguing to me about that whole premise 
is that he goes back and they kill, he distracts her. The way it's shot, all of it's really, really very well done. And then he adopts her or whatever. She becomes his daughter, quote unquote. But later on down, you know, down the road as he's explaining to others about why he did that, we find out that that plan actually worked and that his genocide there saved the planet. And so I thought that was really interesting, and I wish they would have leaned into that a little bit more um, to make it to make because I think Thanos is a magnificent villain here. I think he's the behind Killmonger. Uh, it's really close with both of those. Uh, you know, just really strong, very powerful. You start to understand a little bit, and I w- I feel like they could have made him even a little more sympathetic if they would have just unpacked that a little bit more. And I felt like it was just kind of you know. But in, but my major complaint is what we've already talked about. I think from this point forward, I'm going to be pretty positive, and that's that's the good news. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Okay. I, I, yeah, I have a couple minor like complaints. Um, well, here's a, a kind of a a duo, a, a positive and a negative kind of joined together. One thing I loved is because Thanos is such a, a great villain, and it's just, for the majority of this movie, it's just him, and he has what four like henchmen. By the way, he he looks amazing. I have to say, he's a fully CG character that I I bought. There was never a moment where I didn't believe he was doing what he was doing. It was, it was insane. Yes, really and good. and because uh, he's such a strong character, st- strong villain, and his henchmen are are really strong as well. It was very compelling because um, one of my biggest complaints in any uh, Marvel movie or any superhero movie is when it's just this horde of faceless creatures, and so because there's no stakes there, they can just kill a thousand of them, and it doesn't really matter. And so for the majority of this movie, I was really into it. Oh wow, these are strong characters that are tough to defeat and it's very interesting they have to team up i loved it and then of course near the end you get this horde of faceless creatures for for no reason they're just and they don't even explain where they are where they came from they're just there there. was a reason it's for thor to bring down that axe and that's the reason which was which Which was was awesome that was freaking awesome i think that was my favorite moment in the theater that i've had in a long time because the entire theater just erupted it was so wonderful and so you know it's fun it's fun because we have those moments but you know it's just not it's far from interesting but but for the majority of the movie i really love the villain structure but my the the criticism i have going towards that is i I was confused as to why they leaned so heavily into the cgi characters for those henchmen especially the character that was voiced by carrie coon she looked like a human like that could have been so easily done with makeup and instead like she was done with cgi and it looked okay i guess it was her eyes that were funky yeah, it it, so I, and it seemed totally unnecessary. Like that could have very, very easily been played mm-hmm. by a human. So I, I'm, I was very curious why they chose that. I thought that was a huge mistake. My, my number one criticism, and and this is uh, this is monumental. And and Daniel and I talked about this just a little bit. Um, I didn't understand why the Scarlet Witch was not Eastern European any longer. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. so weird. I thought I the same I, thing, and I thought I thought, am I the only one? And then you and then you tweeted about it, Daniel. I was like, no, yeah. okay, it's not me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it just wasn't working. I just I really don't think it was working. It's one. It's funny. I was I was just watching. I, I did a not a full rewatch, but I kind of thought, well, what are the biggest movies I can I can rewatch before we, um, we're watching Infinity War again? And uh, Age of Ultron, which is not a good movie, um, was there, and I was like, oh, she's wow, she does have a really thick accent. And she, I thought Very she pulled thick. it off. But that's eh, fine. I, I mean, don't think she pulled it off. I mean, I think fine that's why enough. They lose it. I think fine Vision enough. just kissed her and it went away. Come on, that's guys. that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. But so many people are responding to my tweet and saying, "Hey, she's been living in America for all these years. She could lose for her accent. One year. It's been like, yeah, it's been a couple years max. I don't know if you've met any any people from other countries. They don't lose their accent within a year or two. I don't know. I mean, I I lost my accent living in the South after just like two two hours. So <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you shouldn't listen to yourself. Um, <laughs> there's two reasons why she lost that accent. Uh, their names are Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you know the, she, I don't think she had it uh, really in, in Civil War, and I'm I'm fairly you but know did she I, not? I think. I mean, I, I don't remember her being very thick. I'd have to go back and watch it for sure. But I'm I'm positive that they made that decision. They just realized uh, she was going to have more than four lines of dialogue in this movie and yep. said, yeah, yep. no, we're not going to do that. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. Now let's move into some positive stuff. I mean, obviously we can come back if you've got some things that we think about that we didn't say, but, um, you know, I, I have to say the, the whole like Thor guardians of the galaxy, um, is one of my favorites. And I almost wish, and this is the problem I had with this movie. I mean, like this is one thing I wish would have happened was it seemed like it could have been a movie all on its own, like Thor and guardians out on their own, doing their own thing. I said the same thing with Ragnarok. Ragnarok should have been a crossover with guardians. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so it was just so, um, uh, it was brilliantly set up because Ragnarok felt so much like Guardians and it was kind of like this, uh, the same language they were speaking. And as soon as Thor got on to the ship, it was like, oh, of course. Now, if this would have been the same Thor that was coming from like the Dark World, it would have felt really weird and odd and totally off. But they've done a great job of knowing. I mean, this is another, you know, Kevin Feige at his finest. These guys know what they're doing, where they're headed. And to be able to tonally shift these characters so that they, you know, interlock together and they work is pretty fascinating i mean it really is an incredible accomplishment to see these characters who you know just a few years ago you say thor and guardians of the galaxy thor fighting with um you know rocket raccoon you'd be like this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard but somehow you know it it works and it works really well yeah so there's so I many was, great one-liners when yeah. when thor is yes. laying on the bed yes. and they're like <laughs> they look at him and, they, and what's the character's name batista's character oh gosh for his name Drax. Drax. Yeah. Drax. Drax says something like, that's a man. My audience yes. just yeah. lost its mind. Yes. It, it looked so like a pirate funny. and an angel had Pirate angel. Yeah. yeah. It was so, so good. I lo- another line that I love too is towards the end when Rocket is with Bucky and, and from an action moment yep. when he picks him up and spins him around. Yep. It was so yes. great. And yeah, then when he awesome. walks away and he's like, I'm going to get that arm. I just, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. This movie he collects is, body parts. Yeah, so. I know. It's, I'm going to get that arm. There's so many. <laughs> and I think that's one of the best things about this is that whereas with at Thor Ragnarok I thought it just I liked it but it crossed a line where it was just too much attempts at humor all the time and I think in this movie they balance it perfectly like it's just one-liners right when they need to happen it's really very funny yeah, they they do feel like uh, like blowing off steam. Like we know yes. that this is going to be difficult, so this is a moment where we're going to have a laugh. And even in the more difficult moments, there there are moments to laugh. It really is. It's pretty crazy. It's it true really comic great. relief. Is really what it is. It's, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, oh, this is absolutely right. It. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I have to tip my cap to the Russo brothers again. I mean, Winter Soldier is still my favorite Marvel film. Uh, in large part to the way that they construct the action. And so I was interested to see how they were going to do the action when it was a lot less grounded, when it was literally, you know, anything in the universe can happen. And for the most part, I think they really nailed it. I could, you could still tell what was happening. It was still visceral and exciting. So I think that's another thing. The action for the most part in this film is really great. It's really exciting. So let me ask you guys this. What was the most surprising? I'm guessing you guys went in as much spoiler-free as possible. What was the most surprising thing to you in this film? I think most people would say that they killed off everyone. But, I mean, obviously that is surprising. But for me, it was just, you know, it was more of a letdown because I knew exactly how how it's going to get resolved. So for you guys, what would you say is the most surprising moment or the most, you know, like the thing that you kind of came away with uh, from, from the film? Is there anything that kind of stands out to you guys? Uh, not necessarily a moment, but I, I just, I didn't expect the film to be so, um, set in space. I mean, the majority of this movie is not set on earth. Um, and that, so that was very surprising to me. Um, a very small amount is set on earth and you know, the, 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 the finale of the film is, but I really appreciated that. Um, I had said to my wife when we were talking about what do we expect from Infinity War before we saw it, um, and I was worried about a few things just because there are so many characters um, that I was worried that they weren't going to get their enough time, enough time that we wanted, and that was kind of true. But things like I was worried that Peter Quill was going to go to Earth for the first time since he was a, qu- a kid, and I was like, oh, that's that's a whole movie in in itself. I don't want to see that just as a little tidbit in the Avengers. But they they constructed it really well in that they didn't have to deal with that because it was all set um, on Titan or wherever it was. So I thought that was great. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else have? I, for for me, I, I was surprised at how brutal this movie was. Um, it 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 says it's a PG thirteen movie. I'm not exactly sure that it is. Um, it feels really, I mean, there, there's, there's torture in this film. Uh, there's some really tough kind of like, uh, mature, 
stuff happening that I am just, you know, some horror elements. Uh, it's just really um, an intense film. And I wasn't expecting it to be that. I, I was, I honestly was expecting it much more to be uh, a full like celebration of the 10 years. Um, and it ended up being, you know, really uh, much more, you know, you know, much more of a, like we were saying before, a tragedy, you know what I mean? Like this movie is uh, a tragedy to the, to, to the fullest degree. Uh, and I wasn't expecting that. Like there are just some really crazy moments. Like, you know, again, Loki getting his head crushed by Thanos in the opening scene Gosh. in this movie was just brutal. Right. I mean, that was insane to me. I was surprised by that. I mean, I knew he could probably die, but I wasn't expecting it to be so like, gruesome and you hear the crunch yeah yeah and his eyes are are all bloodshot after that too it's it's crazy because i was thinking like when is a good time to to, you know but i I think there's just so much emotional terror that happens in this movie that i I, that's what i was surprised at is just how and that's great for 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 thanos you know you definitely fear him i mean he takes a whooping on on the hulk in the first scene in this this film too and you're like okay this dude is you know he's something real and so it just there's it's just an interesting to me it was a very interesting balance that they struck with being funny and lighthearted and all that kind of stuff but at the same time this is a really intense really intense film that that surprised me how how like emotionally uh terrifying i guess it was if that makes sense building upon that we've got this this opening scene which i i loved i think i think that opening scene was so perfect uh we we Go from from Ragnarok. You know he has just saved all of Asgard from extinction. And, yes, uh, and then and then they're all dead, except for which I, I this is not a criticism. This is the, how horrific Thanos is. Uh, we, yeah, he I, he is able to beat the Hulk. No one can beat the Hulk. He's able to beat Thor. Uh, no one can beat Thor. He kills Loki, uh, and and he kills. And I know Daniel doesn't care in any, at all about Heimdall, but he kills Heimdall, who was a pretty you know he was a bit of a badass in the last film. And yeah. and you know he he starts off with dispatching essentially those four characters, or at least at least um, uh, emasculating them or or whatever you know in those four characters. And this lets us know immediately this guy is somebody to be reckoned with. And then, and then the movie subverts itself, and he doesn't do yep. that anymore, which is the problem. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, he totally holds himself back for the rest of the film. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's just crazy. Like you were just mentioning, though, like they don't show Valkyrie in that scene uh, at the very beginning. I wonder, you know what I mean? Like if or Korg. I wonder if those... some got away and we just didn't see it, and we'll see that in. Well, well, doesn't he only kill half though? Right? So wouldn't he have oh, left true. half yeah. of them? True. We no, just, he blows up him. the ship, dude. Oh, the yeah. ship goes yeah, boom. I guess true. that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're everybody who's on that ship. Now, again, like, you know, somehow, you know, he was a Asgardian god. Valkyrie's probably similar, so maybe she could survive out in the, you know, elements for a while, too. Um, but we'll see. I just, that was an interesting moment for me because I was like, man, Valkyrie's on this ship. We just got to like her. And so is Korg, who, we, you know, like really liked in Thor Ragnarok. It's so weird that they would just like, willy-nilly just kill them you know at the beginning of this but they don't show the body yeah. so i'm guessing that means they're okay but it's just still weird so one thing i think we should talk about before we wrap up is did you guys notice and of course this this could be coming in avengers 4 we don't know but i didn't watch as we know i didn't watch the trailer until after i saw the movie and there's a ton of stuff in that trailer that is not in this movie mm-hmm. yeah I mean, a ton. Tons of Hulk. Tons of Hulk. Tons of like of of the hero shots, like when they're running towards Wakanda. That are that's not in this movie. They also. No, I haven't noticed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They also actively actively subvert um, what you think is going to happen in the trailer versus what actually happens in the movie, which I applaud them for. I'm still not going to watch yeah, your dumb I trailers, did, but I still I, appreciate it. I did notice that like there were several. I do remember now there were several moments where it looked like Thanos was in one place in the trailer, but he was actually in another place in the movie. And also he had less stones in the trailer than he does in the movie. Uh, I was like, wow, that, that was really amazing that they, they changed the visual effects for the trailer. I didn't remember that, but I didn't, I didn't know there was a lot I'll have to go back and watch those trailers again. That's awesome. I had not heard that at all or seen it or remembered. That's cool. So while, while we're mentioning it, um, what, what was the deal with Hulk? I, I partially enjoyed uh, that whole thing where he can't turn into the Hulk, Banner can't turn into the Hulk. I thought that was a really interesting concept. He's too scared. 
Hey, scary. Yeah, yeah, but I felt like it wasn't fully explored. Like I thought it's a really cool concept that they just they never really went anywhere. Yeah, I think part of the problem too is I bought it in the mid section he in the first battle there where he was afraid to come out. But at the right. end, where Banner was almost beaten to death, I didn't buy yes. it. I was like, he's got to come out at this point. I understand why they didn't, but it, that one annoyed me just a little bit. I was When Banner is that close to being killed, yeah. Hulk's coming yeah. out no matter what. So I was a little Yeah, little I fully bummed. agree. I fully agree. That was weird. That was a strange, like, he got to keep doing that? Like, seriously? He would he would surely defend death versus, it just it seems, it seems insane, but... Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'm sure we'll see him in the next film, and they'll explain that as as well as possible. So anything else we want to mention before we wrap up? I know, you know, obviously we're all pretty positive on this. Obviously, we've talked about our negative thoughts, but I think... Yeah, I don't want us to come across too negative. This movie's really good. It's really good, and for what it is, it's very exciting. I, my, my my complaint is more along the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how I feel like we're in full comic book mode now. And I wish, I wish we weren't so serialized that everything was just set up for something else. But even still, I really enjoyed my time at the cinema. Sold out IMAX and people were cheering and laughing. And it's really, really very good. So I enjoyed it. We got a, uh, a question on Twitter that, that we could kind of maybe use to kind of wrap things up here. Um, sure. John Rivera asked us uh, if we had any crazy theories for what's going to happen in part two. Uh, so why don't we go, well, maybe we could go around. Uh, Chris, what do you think is going to happen in part two? Guy, I know this is crazy. Uh, I know this is nuts. Uh, but they're going to undo all those deaths. No way. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you'll notice that all the people that were left were like the original Avengers. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, like, that was weird. So uh, I've had a feeling a lot of them are going to die so that the new ones can take their mantle and keep going. So that's that's my theory. They're going to take the gauntlet back, rewind time, and Captain Marvel will have something to do with that. <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> and, hoping for. Wait, yeah, so That's, so that's so the post-credit think- sequence, by the way. If you missed it, hopefully you didn't miss it. But go ahead. What did you say? So you think that those those who are left um, on Earth and Iron Man are going to take the gauntlet and reverse time? That's how it's all going to get reversed? Well, see, here's the deal. Like, um, they set it up really well. Like, Peter Dinklage's character, by the way, was amazing, right? And so they show the fact that he made the gauntlet, which is weird. Like, as soon as they said that, I was like, why would they mention that he still has the original, what is it called, a cast? What is, mm. what is it called? You know, the mold for the infinity gauntlet. And at the end of this movie, you can see the infinity gauntlet has been destroyed, right? Cause it's like all charred yeah. and whatever. So they're going to go back to Peter Dinklage. They're going to make another infinity gauntlet. They're going to fight Thanos. They're going to get one stone at a time and they're going to put it back together, do the reverse, maybe even just get the time stone. I don't even know. Uh, Captain Marvel will be a part of that. Cause she's one of the most powerful characters in the MCU. They've already stated that. So she will somehow play a part of uh, bringing that team together, uh, stealing those stones, Dinklage put together that Infinity Gauntlet. They'll pull it back together, reverse time, and uh, put it all back together the way so it is. But th- they will the die. Only thing, the only thing you didn't you didn't mention is is I think I don't know what happened, but Doctor Strange already started to orchestrate something. Yes, sure, of course. That's, he saw that's what he was doing. Yeah, he saw the one way that it could it could work, and so this is the one way that it could work. He, he chose that this way. And so that's why Stark was so pissed off at him, but he didn't realize that he had seen the one the one option. And so this is the option that he chose in order to win. Yep. So, yep. My prediction, right. yeah. I think for, for Infinity War 2, or have they named it yet? Is it just... Just Avengers no. 4. four. Okay. Yeah. Um, whatever. So Infinity War 2, whatever it'll be, is I, I would love to say that Captain... Or not, what's his name? Iron Man. That he he realizes he's gotten this second lease on life. He, he basically should have died. And I would love to see him. He's the one that puts the, you know, that, that stabs Thanos in the end or something like that. And, but dies in the, in the doing. Yeah. I've got a feeling we'll, it'll be a very similar moment. It'll, it'll reverse back to, you remember, uh, I can't remember what Avengers it is, but it's the one where, um, uh, he sees the future. Stark sees the future and all of his friends are dead around him. Captain America. It's Ultron, yeah. Ultron and all that kind of stuff. So I've got a feeling they're going to get a very a, a mirror image of that moment. We're going to reverse the time exactly where we were before him and Thanos fighting, and then he's going to give his life for 
for the rest of the universe or whatever. And so Tony Stark will go out with a bang and so will Captain America. And then we'll have a nice new uh, leader in Captain Marvel to take on the Avengers from here going forward. I just want blood. I want carnage. I want the Avengers dead. Wipe them all out. I'm not going to be satisfied till they're all dead. Just kill them all off. Yeah. So in, is that you? Instead of, <laughs> instead of a theory, I'll give you my hope real quick. So my hope is that uh, when everybody comes back, that obviously Captain Marvel is the Superman of this universe because they weren't cool yeah. enough to have the real Superman. So whatever. It's true. So Absolutely true. It is, it is true. And Justice so, League couldn't handle their own Superman. That's really it. Was. Well, that's true. Uh, I mean, could it be any more on the nose? They called it after the studio, like Mar- like Captain Marvel. Yeah. What, a, what a dumb... But, ca- but Captain, like Captain Marvel is extremely, Comics. extremely powerful in this universe. So Captain Marvel will come yes. back. And what I hope is that they will kill at least... Iron Man and Captain America, even though I love Captain, leave Captain alone, I love him, but I would hope that they would kill at least two or three major characters to clear the way for the next phase and kill them for real so that it'll actually feel like it's worth the whole journey. Major ones, Iron Man, Captain America, don't kill off... You can't kill Hulk, you can't kill Thor. Yes, what I fear is that they kill somebody like... Uh, even like Black Widow, and, and that would suck. That would be emotional to see her die too. But it's not big enough. It's no, it's still, got it's got to be Captain America tier. or Iron Man. It's yes, got to be. It just really has it's to gotta be. be. And they can die in the you know in in a heroic way, whatever. But yeah. they've got to go. They have to go to make it to make it worthwhile. Yes. Yep. There you go. Those are our predictions. Did anybody else have any before we wrapped things up? I predict that the next DC movie will also be terrible. No, it won't be. James <laughs> Wan. So James funny. Wan, Aquaman. He's going to do it. I have hope. Oh, I'm so excited for Aquaman. You know what I, I kept hope. I kept thinking throughout this movie? That Avengers Infinity War looks and feels like everything DC has been trying to do. It's it's big. It's dark. It's Shakespearean. It's all so much CGI. Like This felt like everything they wanted to do, except Avengers did it well. And um, I had more better feels, written, better the, acted. Yeah, everything. I had yeah, more feels yeah. in the first five minutes than I've had in all of Gosh. the former oh, DC yeah. movies put together. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this discussion of Avengers: Infinity War. We will be back. Thanos will be back to discuss uh, the the sequel. I'm sure over the next couple of years. It's next summer, right, guys? Am I next am summer? I right one on year, that? May fifth or something like that. It's in May. Okay, good. Good. We don't have to wait that much longer. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Screeners Podcast. Please uh, join us next time. We're going to be talking about something awesome. I'm sure the summer's here. There's so many options, so we can't wait to get back to you next time. Hey, listen, you can always check out the next Trek podcast. Tyler and I co-host that together. We have a lot of fun. Follow us at The Next Trek on Twitter. We're always active there. Looking forward to seeing you guys next time on The Screeners. Follow us on Facebook, and we'll talk to you guys in the next one. And that's a wrap. You've heard what The Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.